you know, it's not too late to change your life and I'm going to give you five reasons why. If you've been looking around here for a while, you'll know that I'm on the other side of 50. But you'll also know that I fervently believe that the years between 40 to 65, actually you can make that 75 these days, really are the best years of our lives. G'day, it's Peter and welcome to Office Anywhere, a conversation about working and living on purpose, whether that's working from home, walking your kids to school each day, or making a real dent in the universe. We talk about the stuff that matters versus shiny object syndrome, progress instead of perfection, and ultimately scaling your mountain to a life lived on your terms. After all, you only get one of them, right? If you want to earn your freedom and become who you really are, then begin with a free Work Anywhere trial guide at officeanywhere.co. That'll get you started. Then subscribe to this podcast for more ideas to live and work on purpose. When I was young, dumb and full of hormones, I was like a puppy let off a leash in a park full of sprinklers. I had a million ideas, but zero experience in execution. It didn't matter though. I tried dozens of them and I failed at just about all of them. I pursued some for well over a year, but others I quit almost as soon as I began. I wasn't phased though, because I knew I had plenty of time. Now that I'm 52, I know I don't have forever. So I'm a lot more selective about what gets my attention. I'm not just averse to financial risk, but it's the impost on my precious time that keeps me wary. And yet, despite possibly having fewer tomorrows than yesterday's, unless medical science catches up and I can take a pill and live till I'm 200, I believe that right now is the best time to be alive. I really do. Much like Buffett's hockey stick wealth chart, I don't know if you've ever seen that in one of my earlier blog posts, how his wealth just sort of trickled along for ages and then it just shot up like crazy. Um, But a lot like that, in as much as that I feel like I'm just getting into my stride now. And one reason is I now have a collection of guiding principles to filter ideas as they flow through my Shiraz-addled brain. Typically, for any idea to warrant my attention, it must offer some kind of purpose beyond making a buck or impressing others. I mean, I'm way beyond wanting to impress people these days. I just can't seem to muster up the will to even want to. It just doesn't do anything for me anymore. Um, But it really must do more than make money. And you know, if whatever idea it is that I'm considering takes me away from the people and the, you know, the practices and the things that I like to do that matter most to me, well, then they really don't get a look in. I mean, I've done many of things in the past, many things in the past where, you know, I've compromised the amount of time that I can spend with my family or uh, even some of the principles that I held way back in the old days. And, you know, it always left me with a bad taste in my mouth. And it's something that I stopped doing a long time ago. If it goes against any of my principles, if it takes me away from the things that matter to me, then I'm not interested. I don't don't care how much money I can make out of it. Um, But recently I watched an interview with Tim Ferriss and my son's favourite comedian, Kevin Hart. And when Kevin was asked how he handles saying no to people or opportunities or, you know, perceived obligations, he revealed that getting, that the older he gets, the less inclined he is to explain himself. And I've heard this a number of times from other people too, and I certainly relate to it. Um, because I reached a similar position when I hit 40. If I didn't want to do something, I wouldn't, period. And that's how I continue to operate today. So this brings us to the first reason why I'm convinced that if you're over 40 or 50 or 60, it really isn't too late to change your life. Matter of fact, I really think that it's the best time to do it. And the first reason is you know who you are not. Spend any time at all on the web and especially social media, and you'll witness the spectacle of people faking it till they make it. You'll see them claiming to be successful at something, and for just $997, they'll share all their glorious secrets with you. 
likes and follows are the new currency. But you and I know that followers do not make your life better. And in most cases, they don't equal a business either. They're vanity metrics, and they only bear a loose connection, at best, to the quality of the real work that you produce. So personally, I'm not in a rush. Rushing is expensive. Rushing gave me a heart attack. It sent me broke. And it probably fueled the demise of my last marriage too. I'm someone who's failed at many things, and I'm now building a life that has purpose and meaning and genuine pleasure. Not entertainment, not distraction, but proper pleasure. And yes, some of that requires money, but it's only a byproduct of the service that I deliver. That's all the money is. If I'm good, I eat well. If I'm not, well, then I have to be happy living on beans and rice. And I'm okay with that. Like I said, there's no rush. Knowing who you refuse to be can give you a real edge these days over all the young pups out there who'll jab at anything for a quick buck or for a boost to their social following. So take your time. Most things grow, like Buffett's wealth, exponentially. Now, the second reason is you have experience. In the old days, having experience meant something, and it still does. It's just become clouded by the concept of celebrity, where you can become known for just being, well, known. But when you have experience in something, no matter what that thing is, there's always someone ready to learn it from you. And chances are they'll pay for it as well. And because your audience is virtually everywhere now, thanks to the internet, your unique experience can find an audience of like minds on the four corners of the globe. I have readers and listeners right now from 161 countries. I mean, that blows my mind. That just wasn't possible 25 years ago. Not without a massive budget and a multinational company, it wasn't anyway. The other important element here, it's your experience. That means it's coloured with your unique perspective, including the scars, the successes and the failures that you've had. And these, mark my words, are valuable commodities and they bring authenticity and humanity to whatever you share with the world. No one can replicate your experience and your perspective. That's why it's possible to enter a crowded field and still be successful. It's because your voice and your unique take on things will resonate with certain people where other people's voice won't. Bottom line, there's room for you. Okay, on to number three. Skills these days are easy and inexpensive to acquire. My dad is 83. He was a builder for his whole life and on every single structure he built, he hammered in the nails by hand. He never had a nail gun. Um, He was old school, but he was a true master as well. It would have been easy for him to shun any new ideas, you know, in later in life, given that he was so old school when it came to his work in the past. I mean, he also lives up in the mountains surrounded by nature and his needs are very few and very simple. Yet the old guy, credit to him, has embraced technology and continues to build on his skills. Now, he's been retired for years, but he has a laptop, an iPhone and Wi-Fi up there in his mountain home. And he knows that new skills and the knowledge required to develop them are really just a few clicks away. And so he continues to learn. And it's the same with all of us. We're no longer hampered by the old limitations. We don't need a uni degree or wealthy parents or even the right connections to have a go at something new and to succeed at it. There are online training courses, free podcasts, ebooks, and online communities that we can join that will have us skilled up and ready to tackle just about anything we can dream. How do you think Elon Musk learned about space travel? The truth is, and this is, this is real, he pulled up Google on his laptop and he started reading. That's how. 
Then he borrowed and devoured dozens of textbooks. And once he had a foundational level of knowledge, he sought out and learned from others in the aerospace industry. Now, I could swim across an ocean of thumbtacks just to be eclipsed by the long shadow cast by Elon's accomplishments. But if I think about it, I've actually done similar things too. When I wanted to be a photographer, I bought books and magazines on the craft and I practiced my ass off. Then I sought out the wisdom and expertise of others who were already successful photographers and I practiced some more. I was relentless. As one of my early mentors said, find out who is brilliant at what it is you want to do, copy them, and after a while, your own style will develop. And then one day, you will have a unique voice, a unique style that'll be completely yours. So, you know, that approach of constant practice and looking to mentors and emulating their work, well, that approach got me through the door of one of Australia's top magazine stables at the ripe old age of 18. Nowadays, you hardly have to spend a cent. So make Google your friend and a world of knowledge will bow before you. Okay, next reason is the internet. This is reason number four, why you can change your life and it's not too late. Pardon me, I'm choking on my own voice here. Um, The fourth reason is the internet is the ultimate multiplier. Years ago, when I was thinking I was about 12, 13 years old, I helped my dad with a fencing job. And as a reward for the work, I received this beautiful vintage camera collection, which the grateful client gave to my dad, and he gave straight to me. From that day on, my interest in photography began. And it's something that I've been passionate about since I picked up that first Voigtlander rangefinder in 1980 when I was, yeah, about 12. As a mad dirt bike rider, I immediately set about honing my skills at the local track, which is not easy with a, you know, fixed lens rangefinder camera. But I photographed everyone and then I would attempt to sell them prints the following weekend. So I would take a punt, take photos, take a punt and get it all processed and printed up and then I would try and flog photos of them to them or their parents, you know, on the following weekend. And it worked out all right. It was a good little learner for, uh, for a young kid. Then later my attention turned to real estate agents. Armed with a collection of coke and filters, I tried to make a name for myself photographing houses for sale in a more artistically appealing fashion. And I scored a few regulars, but it was hard work since I didn't have a car back then. Now, contrast this with today's opportunity. Thanks to the internet, you can work for people all over the world. Email and file sharing sites make this a doddle now, while platforms like Freelancer and Upwork, Medium, Shopify, WordPress, name another dozen or so, make it possible for you to start with little to no capital whatsoever. And you can do it from literally anywhere you have an internet connection. We've never had it so good. Nowadays, you can create something, tangible or digital, and send it out into the whole damn world from your kitchen table. No generation before you has had this kind of opportunity. And the beautiful thing is, if you're over 40, you've got some knowledge, some skills and some experience that you can combine with this new opportunity to create something for yourself. So, Number five, you'll probably live longer than you think. One of my favorite sayings is, your biggest mistake is you think you have time. Another one is, you'll never be as young as you are today. Now, the spirit of these sayings is simple. Time passes quickly. We put things off till tomorrow, only to grow old and crusty and wonder where all the time went. But as valuable as these words are, we're also living in a time where medical science and holistic living has elevated us to new heights of good health and longevity. So the bottom line is getting healthier and living longer to pursue your long-held dream is now easier than ever. Also, immersing yourself 
in the happiness of pursuit can make you live longer and happier and have a more fulfilling life. And that's what we all want, right? Just because you're 45 or 65 or 75 doesn't mean that your ship has sailed. If anything, it's been waiting for you to board. It's still there. Your job is simply to swim out to it, hoist yourself aboard and set a course for the life that you want. I really don't care how old you are. The bottom line is changing your life and becoming who you really are is easier than it's ever been. So get busy. The world is waiting for you. Anyway, that's enough philosophy from me for this week. Um, Next week, we return to interview-style format. We have the amazing Michael Yardney on the podcast. He is one of the top real estate investment advisors in the world, and uh, I'm lucky to call him a mentor of mine. Uh, But until we speak again, here's to working and living on purpose. I'll catch you then. See ya. See ya.